Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 10 of Work-Life 360. And today, today we're going to be talking about sleep disorders. What are they? What are the symptoms? What are the types, the causes? And then what to do about them. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work-Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you so much for continuing to join Ron and I every Wednesday as we deliver actionable content. Uh, Leave us a review, okay? We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So go ahead, leave us a review. Um, But again, today, today's all about sleep disorders, the symptoms, the types, the causes, and really seeking care. Um, Rhonda, how are you? Doing pretty good. (laughs) With our homework of assessing our sleep, I don't know about you and, and tracking it, I've actually found that I've lost sleep as a result of tracking oh, it because no. I'm constantly yeah. thinking about it. It's on my mind and making that conscious effort to sleep more. I find that I'm thinking more about falling asleep while I'm laying in my bed and my husband is just cracking up. Well, it, w- it was funny. Uh, my wife listened to the episode and we talked about like the going to bed 15 minutes early and getting our kids in the bed 15 minutes early. I've been actually getting more sleep um in a sense that it's like i go to i went to bed earlier so now that i'm getting up at the same time that i I normally do it's uh it's a little bit more sleep so i I did track the hours of sleep and uh i did break a rule though i I did take a nap on on (laughs) sunday uh mostly because saturday night like we we stayed up way too late um and i was i was exhausted and i was just like you know what I'm sure it'll be okay. And and it was okay. And and a lot of these tips are, are just that they're tips. Okay. Um, but it's, it's amazing what an hour difference makes. Um, you know, I noticed that it's obviously it's lighter out a lot longer. Uh, you know, you can go out and go for walks in the evening and, and play with the kids outside in the evening. Whereas before, like at, at six o'clock, like it's dark, um, you know, here in Cincinnati. And uh, I know further South, it stays later a little bit longer but uh but no that hour makes a difference my issue is the sun is brighter longer during the day i have a tendency to have more energy longer so that wind down time becomes a little bit more of a struggle because of my schedule and having to be in the office so early but in terms of taking a nap as long as we're healthy and we don't have any underlying sleep disorders that's good to do every now and then but the problem mm-hmm. with napping is if there's an underlying issue and we find we're having a nap just to get through the day every day on a consistent basis, then it's time to check in with your doctor and seek some support. Yeah, and, and this was just, it was it was a rainy, dreary day, got the work done, college basketball was on. It was like, oh, just, I'm just going to lay here and relax and uh, ended up drifting off to sleep, which was which was good. It, but today is... is it's kind of still on that that train of sleep and how important it is. Um, actually, you know what I you shared before before the show uh, something about the Today Show. 
Uh, they actually, they didn't quite mention our podcast, <laughs> but they did. My husband was watching something on the TV and he's like, yo, Rhonda, didn't you do uh, something on sleep? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah I'll shoot, I... maybe I'll shoot a hood copy, a copy of our episode link and see if she checks it. Yeah. Yes. Get, get, get her feedback on it. Um, no, but you know, obviously healthy sleeping is, is very important. We talked about that there's beds now that track, you know, your sleep cycle and uh, how much movement and there's apps and stuff like that. It, it really is important. And, and for males, uh, it, it can affect your testosterone. Um, you know, having sleep apnea and uh, I recently fit, found out that I actually have sleep, sleep apnea. So it's kind of important that, that we do talk about this because I think I sleep fine. My wife has a totally different picture of how I sleep versus me. Um, you know, there's been nights where I, I wake up to a fist in the mouth and, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's all, it's, it's important that we, we do recognize and track our sleep. Um, yeah, I mentioned to you last episode, um, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, so I had removed that section, but I ordered this whoop watch as a result of some physical fitness challenges for the rest of the year and wanted to check my heart rate variability, my recovery mode and my sleeping habits because first of all, I want to prevent any type of injury and I just want to perform at a higher level and increase my numbers. With this Whoop Watch, I don't know if anybody has one that's listening, they really do a good job creating some videos to explain the different stages of sleep and what happens to our body in terms of cellular repair. So I encourage anyone to you know, really invest in your health and remember that one third of our life is also spent sleeping. So there's something going mm -hmm. on there that's really important. Lack of proper sleep hygiene inhibits our bodies to produce natural melatonin, which is a neurotransmitter. Our hormones are impacted by our sleep cycles. Yeah, and, and I think it's, in, so So let's kind of dig in here a little bit. So so what are sleep disorders? And and just because it's, it's disorder doesn't mean that it's a big, bad, scary thing. It, it can be, you know, a sleep disorder can affect your overall health, right? Your safety, your quality of life. You know, it really can affect your ability to sleep well, just really on a regular basis sometimes there are underlying health issues that we may not be aware of which is why it's important when we notice the showing up to seek help some of us may find that we're more of what they call a lark or a night owl so determining mm -hmm. when your natural circadian cycle is can help you determine if there really is an issue and these sleep disorders are often grouped according to behavioral issues medical issues and our natural sleep-wake cycles breathing our issues possibly with allergies and things of that nature any type of medication we may be on all of these things as well as many others can impact how well we sleep and how well we function during the day and if we feel sleepy or not. So it's really important to assess our sleeping habits, how we feel during the day, if there are any type of triggers that are causing us to have some issues with sleep. And what we'll do today, Bruce, is share some tips with our listeners for educational purposes keeping in mind, obviously, that we're not medical experts, but we right. want you to seek medical advice if you need to. And one third of adults in the United States have reported getting 
as few as seven hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. And as we talked about in our last episode, the recommendation is eight to nine hours. So at different times of our life, there may be some hectic schedules, balancing work life and the kids running around. And Oh, yeah. At different points in our life, we're going to have some sleep issues. But when they become chronic, that's when it's time to seek some care, some counseling, because then, you know, obviously it'll negatively impact our energy, our moods. We'll have issues with emotional regulation, the ability to concentrate. We're less able to problem solve and it negatively impacts our overall health and well-being. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's- Sleep can also impact work performance, right? So if you're a broker, if you're in logistics, and you know, you, you kind of got to be sharp at all times, you know, kind of prepared for the unknown at all times, um, and and also it can cause relationship issues, you know, um, impair our ability to perform daily activities safely. So um, simply driving a car, I I don't remember the exact figures, so I'm not going to mention it, but I I remember reading something to the tone of the amount of people that fall asleep at red lights. And it was like, it was actually like alarming. So it's it's important to receive a, a diagnostics and a treatment. Uh, if you do feel like your sleep is off, okay, it's, it's not a, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, like Rhonda said, 30% of people get less than seven hours of sleep. You know, sleep apnea is, is very common. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you're not healthy, just means that things are Things need to be helped. You know, you need to take care of yourself. You need to help yourself out. And um, so, what are some symptoms of sleep disorders? Uh, symptoms differ from person to person. Okay, there are some general symptoms, which could include difficulty falling or or staying asleep. Okay, daytime fatigue. Okay, that you know people joke around like that two o'clock time period when you know you, your belly's full and. You know, you kind of got that little like uh, feeling towards around two o'clock like that. That could be a result of, you know, some sleeping issues. Um, Strong urges to take naps during the day. Okay, Uh, unusual breathing patterns, um, urges to move while falling asleep. Okay, Uh, movement or other experiences while asleep. So if you find yourself waking up a lot at night and trying to reposition yourself and, you know, that, that could be sleep apnea. It could be a, a number of things. Um, irritability and anxiety, right? We talked about testosterone levels and it can also impact your concentration, okay? Which again, in the logistics industry, you gotta be extremely alert. Um, it could also lead to, to weight gain and, and then also you don't want this, but it, it could lead to depression. From what I've read, one in 10 people have insomnia. And for all of us at some points in our life, based upon stress, jet lag, anxiety, hormone changes, different digestive health issues. We talk a lot about the gut brain connection. These different ailments, if we don't pay attention, can lead to insomnia. The main sleeping disorders that we hear about. I'm wondering what that number is really. Uh, For those of us that tend to put off even discussing this with our physicians and 30% of us at some time during our life probably have had some form of insomnia. Um, There are different classification as to what insomnia is, but basically it's 
the difficulty of falling asleep and to stay asleep. This can be caused from traveling, the time change that we just all experienced, stress, anxiety, hormonal changes at different stages of our life. And there are other variables, but can become problematic because it leads to depression. You know, when we don't mm. sleep well, we don't feel good. And weight gain is a huge issue because our hormones, again, are in flux and they're not regulated as they should be. When we're not sleeping, we tend to grab the sugary stuff and the processed stuff. It's a rough cycle for our body and it impacts our work and school performance. Kids also can suffer from insomnia. So parents out there, pay attention to your kids' sleep cycle as well. You know, it's that's tough um, because I've got a 13-year-old nephew who, I mean, you give him the opportunity and he's going to, for whatever reason, kids love to watch other people play video games <laughs> uh, on YouTube, which is, it blows my mind that people actually get paid and they get paid pretty handsomely to do that. But like if, if my nephew had the chance to, to just stay up late watching people play video games, like he would, you know, and he's 13 years old. And um, so as a parent, uh, it's your, it's it, that, that responsibility lies on your shoulders to make sure that your kids are getting enough quality sleep, you know, lead by example, with all good, healthy sleep habits with your children um, and, and don't let them stay up late watching TV or have a TV in their bedroom. I know that that's a big contention. I'm probably making some of you mad, but, um, I, I, I can, I can promise you they will survive. Um, so adolescents, they tend to have a little bit of a different sleep cycle than we have, but depending on what time they have to go to school, we really have to monitor that and take charge. And I've shared with you too, Bruce, we've had some issues in our family with getting the kids to put the electronics down and they want mm -hmm. to check in with their friends and it just leads to all types of behavioral and emotional problems yeah and you know so we talked about sleep apnea right i've got it i'm super excited about that kind of nervous about having a darth vader mask but i guess there's there's new technology out there it's not as bad um but you know sleep apnea is simply the pauses of breathing during your sleep, right? It's a serious condition and it's, it, it, it needs to be taken seriously. I know I'm kind of joking about it, but um, your body takes in oxygen while it sleeps. And if you stop breathing, it's not taking in that oxygen. There's essentially two different types of sleep apnea. One is much more serious than the other. Um, and, and a professional can diagnose that. They can obviously, you know, you, you get a sleep study. And I can tell you the sleep study is, if you've never had one done, boy, is it an experience. They put so many uh, electrodes. little electrodes. Yeah, that's the word. Electrodes all over your head and your arms and like everywhere. And just like you're, you're sitting there and it's, it's like this real thick paste that you have in your hair that sticks the electrodes to your skull. And it's just like kind of uncomfortable. But um, and then on top of all that, you have somebody watching you sleep all night. So you got that in the back of your head like. I want to be a model sleeper. Like I better go to sleep now. I, you know, I, I don't want to snore. So it's, it's an experience, um, but it's a very important. I've seen the images of the EEGs that they do on folks. And you just mentioned something that I often thought of. I don't know that I would be able to sleep or fall asleep under those conditions. As you it was, mentioned. it was awkward. <laughs> Not, it wasn't awkward. I take it back. It was, it was different. So mine was, I did a full sleep study, and then I had to do a nap study. Well, I, I got 
prescribed a nap study. But if I had the sleep apnea during the night, I got to go home. So I, I get there and I, I, you know, get all situated. I got, you know, I look like somebody from, you know, Frankenstein with all these things on my head. And I, uh, I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning and they say, you know, hey, we don't think you have sleep apnea, but we got to wait till the doctor comes in. I'm like, oh, great. Because if I, if I didn't have it, that means I had to stay there the whole day and take like these scheduled naps. And I was not looking forward to that. About an hour later, she comes in and she says, well, you can go home. And I was like, wait, that means I have sleep apnea. And she goes, yeah, yeah, you do. And I was like, huh, well, at least I get to go home. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I, you know, kind of reckless on my part, I, they followed up with me and, you know, I was in a period of my life where a lot of things were changing. And that was like one last thing I didn't want to change was, was getting a CPAP and doing all the studies. And so I was like, I'll just put it off. But uh, recently I have re-engaged the sleep apnea issue. The dangerous thing about sleep apnea is you actually stop breathing briefly. Mm -hmm. And there's been research that shows when this happens, you have these little micro tears in your brain. So that's very concerning. It really is a serious condition when you think about it. And I remember Reggie White. I'm from Philly. So I was a huge Philly fan when he played for the Eagles and then he went to the Packers and I, I actually got to meet him once because my ex-husband was a Green Bay Packer fan. He died from a stroke and they believe that his sleep apnea may have been part of the issue. I'm curious, Bruce, when they tested you, did they give you an indication as to how many times an hour they were seeing this? Because there's a scale that they will use and I believe it's anything over five times of having that episode per hour is really when it's quite serious. Um, I don't know if it was over five. I can't recall off the top of my head, but I want to say it was, it wasn't over five. It, it was enough to, to say, yes, you've got it, but it wasn't like, holy cow, you got a serious issue. Yeah, they really are doing a good job at making it more treatable particularly with people that have maybe claustrophobia or things of that nature where having that device on your face, you know, you're just not going to stick with the program. You're not going to stick with it. But they have ways of just helping you breathe through your nose because that's really what they're trying to do is, is create that nasal breathing and stop the mouth breathing, which has some negative consequences on our health. Without going into all of that, just knowing that your regular breathing habits are impacted and usually there's some type of loud noise and your spouse or partner will know that. And you actually sound sometimes, and I've heard this, where you maybe even be, are choking or, or grasping for air. And then obviously, if that's happening at night, how are you sleeping? You're gonna be tired during the day. So nasal congestion can also be a variable. Um, you may feel when you wake up that you have a dry mouth, any type of chest pain because you're trying to counter this lack of oxygen in your body and just being aware of that and seeking help because it's amazing what they can do for sleep apnea today. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I was uh, listening on the radio not too long ago and they were talking about how you can actually get a, a device surgically implanted that that helps it's like your CPAP but it's implanted into your into your body and I don't even want to know how much that costs but <laughs> uh that's probably out of the out of the question for me unless insurance covers it yeah um some other um things that that unhealthy sleeping can lead to is is you know respiratory and, and allergies 
okay? The inability to, you know, really breathe through your nose. Um, it may disrupt your sleep and cause you to wake up during the night, kind of similar to sleep apnea, but this is more of a, you know, allergies and, you know, blockage of the nasal passage. Mm -hmm. There's another phenomena which people may be aware of. My brother actually has this. He is one of those people that sleepwalks frequently. Mm. This started when he was young. I remember him getting up as teenagers and going out of the house. And my mother happened to hear the door and went outside and there he was <laughs> going along his merry way. So that is an abnormal sleep behavior. So sleepwalking, even sleep talking, um, groaning, nightmares, even bedwetting and teeth grinding. These are all sleeping disorders to pay attention mm -hmm. to and, and seek some care if you notice this happening in yourself or, or those you love. Wow. That's sleepwalking is dangerous. I, uh, I, I luckily I've done it a couple times when I was a, a real young kid. Uh, we were living in Alaska and, uh, for, I, got up and I went down into the garage and I opened up the, the big garage door and I just stood there holding on to the garage door and my dad comes out and you know I don't remember a thing this is what he told me and he's like yeah you were you, you were asleep but you're you were standing there with the garage door wide open and I was like God it, it's scary um, you know what if you fall down the stairs or you know get your, get really hurt yeah super dangerous yeah and that and that's one like people are gonna tell you about like you know if you've got roommates or uh, living with a spouse or whatever, like they're like, yeah, you were up walking around. It's not like, oh, you just snored. You were snoring last night. It's that's something that you'll definitely people will definitely tell you about that one. And lots of times, people who have this sleeping disorder, they also eat and have no recollection that they were in the refrigerator. So hmm. Yeah. Unconscious eating. Where the leftovers go? That's uh, that's funny. I mean, it is, but it's not. Yes. And there's another one, restless leg syndrome. Oh yeah, my mom's got it. My mother has it, several people I know have it, and that's where you need to move your legs. And for some people, it's actually kind of painful. So these are some of the, the symptoms and signs, And but there is things, there are several different avenues that one can take to, to increase your sleep. And, and one is is kind of a slippery slope, in my opinion, is, is taking sleeping pills. I know you can buy melatonin over the counter and you know i would be lying if i didn't say that i've taken it um but it needs to be taken at you know under the guidance of a doctor you know uh there's supplements again you could buy over the counter that they they claim that they're not going to have any lasting side effects but i mean it's your body do what you please but just know that uh you know you're, you're messing with a very important part of a healthy balanced lifestyle and that is the sleep pattern I would say about melatonin, keep in mind that melatonin in the United States is not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. I've read vitamins such as melatonin, they can be 400 times more than what the label says. Jeez. To, and once you start playing with melatonin, now you're messing with your body's natural melatonin levels so it's like anything if you take caffeine you have one cup of coffee next thing you know you need two you need three because your body comes reliant on this artificial in caffeine's case stimulant so the same thing with melatonin now you're messing up with your body's natural ability to produce it so 
Um, obviously, if you're sick and you're on some type of medication, you have to. But sleeping pills, as you mentioned, Bruce, they're changing your brain chemistry and they're shutting off your body's natural ability to do other things that you're going to maybe need the next day. There are always side effects with any types of medication. I will say I have a, a best friend. She works shift work. So she took sleeping pills for years and the doctor is really hesitant now to give them to her. She knows the dangers and tries to limit it as much as she can. Swing shifts and, and night shifts. And, um, you know, my dad is, is he's older and I want to say he's that old, but he's getting to retirement age. Um, but he's always worked second, third shift. Uh, and, and you can just tell like it's, it's taken a toll on his, his sleep and his health and, at the end of the day, like does have an effect on his, on his, uh, mood and behavior and stress levels. Yeah. So some other treatments that you can, can look into, you know, obviously if, if you've got sleep apnea, there's a, a, quite a few different avenues you can take. There's also, um, mouth guards, there's, um, you know, supplements, there's sleeping pills. There's, there's, there is stuff out there explore. Um, again, we're not medical professionals. This is just a lot of our opinions and what we've done research on, but um, consult your doctor, consult, you know, a, a professional uh, before trying to, uh, to self-diagnose. Yeah. And make those positive lifestyle changes, right? Mm -hmm. Like make sleep a priority and having a plan in place can really increase the quality of our sleep. This is not something I think that even five years ago, we were really talking about in the workplace, we really need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first and foremost, so that we can show up and be productive, healthy contributors to our teams, to our families, to our relationships, and just to have more enjoyment during the whole process so that we can handle the stresses as they show up because we're well-rested humans. I love it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And so, you know, guys, for, for an action item between now and, and next Wednesday or next week or whenever you listen to this next, um, hopefully sooner than later, is to, to focus on your breathing while you're trying to go to sleep. Not through your mouth, but through your nose. And, and honestly, Rhonda, this is a tip that you gave me probably, I don't know, going a month back. And it's funny because I'll be laying in bed and I'll, I'll notice okay, am I breathing through my mouth or am I breathing through my nose? And it makes such a difference. You know, my wife hasn't complained that I've been snoring lately, so it might be working. I don't know if I snore. She says I do. That's up for debate. Um, but track, you know, track your breathing. Well, guys, it's been another episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for, for hanging out with us. Hopefully this did put you to sleep. If it did, maybe we got our job done. Who knows? But we really appreciate you listening in and, and we wouldn't be here without you guys. So we really appreciate you. Leave us a comment, a follow. Um, send an email to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to, to receiving the emails and, and just continuing this journey with you guys. We appreciate your time, everyone. Be well. That wraps up this episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website, 
at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.